What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm here with my brother, Sean. How are we doing? Doing fantastic. Happy New Year, everybody. We're recording this on Saturday, January 2nd. 2nd. Yeah, 2016. I'm going to be getting that wrong for the next two months. Uh, how you doing, Sean? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking some uh, American Honey by the good folks at Wild Turkey. What are you drinking? I'm drinking some fantastic bourbon from Woodford Reserve. Um, Excellent choice. It's a hitter. So, um, Yeah, we're celebrating the new year right. Uh, we want to come back, do episode three with you guys, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about... Our top 10 or so, I'm going to call this episode, because we didn't really narrow it down to 10. That's Um, impossible. Yeah, of our favorite games of all time. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit more here. Um, We don't really have a most important news item of the past two weeks, so we'll get to that also, uh, what we want to discuss there. But first, um, for our What We're Playing segment, kind of want to give a little uh, review of Christmas. Uh, Since our last episode, we talked about our favorite Christmas memories and everything. (laughs) <laughs> we're big kids still so let's let's uh, do a little quick review of christmas um i got way too much stuff for being a 34 year old man i'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that um <clears throat> so i was lucky enough to get uh first guitar hero which is i'm hilariously bad at guitar hero live sorry guitar hero live um way way different from the original guitar heroes i love it it's challenging it makes you actually kind of feel like you're playing the guitar or trying to more than the other ones did uh, very very different and then this guy just kicks my butt like he used to like always yeah in some games um <clears throat> so i got guitar hero live got the uncharted collection which i can't wait to get back into um i know for some reason sean you've only played the first uncharted yep which is really sad because um, if that's your only experience with that series then you don't know that series so uh we're, we're going to fix that before April when 4 comes out. That's right. So I got the Uncharted Collection. <clears throat> I got a uh, Wii U Pro Commander controller from Nico. Nico, I forget how you say it. But basically, I haven't downloaded much from the Virtual Console because I hate using the gamepad to play games. It's not. It's just not right. Um, so I want to get a regular controller that's wireless that I don't have to plug into the Wiimote like I did with this other Wii controller I had. So we got the uh, this Wii U Pro Commander. They, the, the Wii Pro controllers, the actual ones, I hate them because they've got the... Uh, the Wii U? Yeah, the Wii U. The Wii U? This is the problem with launching the Wii U and not differentiating it that much from the Wii. Right, but right. that's a separate topic. Um, you got the analog sticks were way... They're just in the wrong spot and it's like impossible to play. So I'm like, I don't, I don't want that either. So I was just looking at Amazon and I saw this this controller from Nico, Nico, um, that basically it's like a copy of the Xbox controller, which is not my favorite. DualShock's better, but it is what it is. Um, so I think now that I've got this, and actually I just sold Black Ops Three <laughs> for uh, forty bucks because I suck at Black Ops. I, we talked about that in the first podcast that <clears throat> it gets old getting owned by like twelve and thirteen year olds. Um, my reflexes aren't what they used to be, and I just I just can't play those games online or anything like that anymore. So, um, cut my losses, sold that for forty bucks. I'm going to put that forty bucks towards uh, some games on the virtual console. There you go, some uh, some Mario, some Zelda. Yeah, I got some gaps in my backlog, which that's a that's a topic we might do for another podcast. But um, there's some games that might actually end up being on this list if I had already played them. Um, 
So I got a lot of catching up to do with some Super Nintendo games because, as you may have heard us say on previous podcasts, we were Genesis kids. Uh, we had friends that had Super Nintendo, but we actually did not have it. So we missed out on some. Um, we played games at our friends' houses and stuff like that, but we never actually owned the Super Nintendo. So I definitely got some stuff to uh, to figure out there. Uh, <clears throat> also got a nice little cooling stand for my PS4 because I got you know a, a launch version that just sounds like it's going to launch and take off every time I play any game. That's not just something basic. Um, so I'm hoping that with it's you know you, you put it in vertically and it's got the fans and it's turns one USB into three USB, so you got a nice hub there also. Um, so I got that and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I got I got a PS4 remote, um, Blu-ray remote, so I actually know what the hell I'm doing when I go to watch movies on this thing now. Who who gave you that? I don't remember. Yeah, that was me. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> That was a joke. I knew it was him. Uh, and uh, Brittany. Shout out to Brittany, my fiance. Yep. yep. Finally got her shout out. She's been wanting that. Good man. Good man. Um, so, yeah. So, what But what am I playing right now? Um, Guitar Hero Live. I, uh, it's really it. I tried to get back into Final Fantasy VII. Um, and I got back on the train. We blew up the first reactor thing. I'm on the train. And they're like, oh, no. People are checking IDs. Go to the next train. So I go to the next train. I'm like, okay, I had 15 seconds. That was that was pretty easy. Oh no, here they come again. Go to the next train. Okay, I'll go to the next train. I'm like, okay, I just I quit. So I went back and played Metal Gear again. He's uh, he's ready to give up on it, but I'm not going to let that happen. I'm going to make sure he, he sees this through to the end. Yeah, I just got so much, especially coming up here in the next few months that I want to play. That I, I know I just need to to get through Final Fantasy, and, and hopefully I will. Um, but yeah, I, I knocked out a couple. Missions in Metal Gear. I'm never going to get to 100%. I know that. I got actually. I got to say, I'm really annoyed. Just to go off on a tangent here. <clears throat> so, Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five, I should say. When you you get a trophy called Deterrence for developing a nuke. However, to develop said nuke, it takes 24 hours. Actual 24 hours of playing the game, not just 24 hours of you know sped up time. And so I said, okay, whatever, I'm going to build a nuke. i got plenty of resources because I'm so far along. And all of a sudden, I don't know what it was. A week ago or something, I get the notification. It was like 11 o'clock at night. I'm like ready for bed, and it pops up. The trophy pops. Hey, your nuke's been developed, and you got the trophy. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to wake up, and I'm going to dismantle it so I can get the trophy for that. I'm like, okay, cool. So I wake up, and I turn on Metal Gear. And I go to dismantle it, and I get a pop-up notification saying, hey, you had a successful FOB defense. I'm like, okay, cool, because I don't do anything with FOBs. I'm glad my <laughs> crappy guys I got over there were able to successfully defend. And then I go to where my nuke should be to dismantle it, and that joker's gone. So even though I had a successful defense, this guy got in and stole my nuke and then got killed. But it didn't matter because he already stolen it, so my nuke is gone. I'm now stuck as Demon Snake. I'm covered in blood. I got a foot-long horn sticking out of the my forehead. I could take as many showers as I want, and it's not going anywhere. So now I have to either develop another nuke so I can destroy it, or go steal somebody's nuke, or I got to go do mission whatever the, the the White Mamba mission was, over and over and over again. And extract if you extract the kids, that adds heroism, and then it'll get rid of your uh, your demon snake. But I'm just very annoyed by that. So whoever the guy is that stole my nuke, I hate you. I don't really. But if you're listening, yeah, I hate you. Don't hate the player, hit the game. <clears throat> Sean, what have you been playing? Uh, 
Beat a few more uh, missions in Metal Gear Solid Five with the S ranking. I think I'm up to 80% completion. Really? Um, I don't see myself getting much higher than that, but we'll see. I'll stick with it. Um, I just borrowed a God of War 3, the HD remaster uh, from Kevin. Been playing through that. Um, so what do you think of God of War 3? So you played 1 and 2, right? Yep. yep. Never never played any of the, the PSP. No. Didn't play Chains Ascension. Of, yeah, Chains yeah. of Olympus and yeah, Ghost, of, Ghost of Sparta Ghost is amazing, Sparta. by the way. It's great. Yeah. Um, I've got all the games. And Ascension came out on PS3 after 3. It was good. A lot of people hated on it just because... I think they were sick of God of War, and you know the main story was done after three, because um, that was the the trilogy of the games. But what do you think so far? Uh, it's unbelievable game. Um, the uh, I remember the first two being very very violent. Uh, it seems like the violence has been kicked up a notch, maybe for this one a little bit. Um, I'll uh, leave some of the details out because who knows who's going to be listening to this podcast, but. Um, there's some pretty crazy things that I've seen in this game. Um, and then some of the battles, just the, the scale of it, um, when you're fighting uh, Kronos and you're just crawling all over him, I, it's unreal. Um, but, yeah, great game. I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm probably three quarters or so of the way through maybe. Yeah, from what you described to me, I think you're pretty close. Yeah. And then... Uh, I decided to finally fire up and get an actual shot at playing um, Metal Gear, NES Metal Gear, the original one, um, on an emulator, of course. Um, I think I'm getting most of the way through it, but if you're not playing that on an emulator, God help you. I don't know how anybody beats this game. It is impossible. Um, there's no way I could have gotten half as far as I have if I couldn't just do the, the save states all the time. So, Oh, uh, okay. Uh, working my way through that. I'll beat it one of these days. But Yeah, I remember, and I said this, and I wrote a blog post a few years ago when I was trying to get into writing instead of podcast or something, um, about my love for Metal Gear and all this. And one of the things was I, I remember renting that game. Because I remember looking at the cover, and I was like, holy crap, this is going to be awesome. like Contra yeah, or it's something. It's going to be Contra. Yeah. And we get there, and I'm like, okay, I'm in a jungle. Okay, I got to walk past. Uh, the dog got me. Yeah. Okay, restart. Okay, I guess I got to go quietly. Uh, the dog got me. And I'm like, this is just not, this is, we're, I'm like, Because you, know, you don't even start out with a gun. You, right. You're just punching dogs Procure and being subsistence. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I want to go back and play through one and two again. Um, I played them on the... Uh, the uh, HD collection, I think it was. They had 2 and 3 and Peace Walker um, on the PS3. So I need to go back and play through them again. But, yeah, um, that, that's a that's a throwback right there. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we might talk about God of War a little bit later when we get into this uh, this uh, top ten list here. So, All right, moving on. So like I said, this is a really slow time of the year, obviously. Uh, most sites like GameStop and IGN... GameSpot, not GameStop, they never shut down, sorry. I always get them confused. And IGN, they shut down for the holidays, so there's not much going on. It's just a dead time. So there's really not a most important news item of the week. I need to get some real, like, epic. Most important. Yeah, we need some sound bites. We need to work on that. Um, Again, we're very high budget here. So what I really want to talk about, um, since there's no news, is one of the other things I got for Christmas. um, I saw a guy named Chris Waters... Yeah, Chris Waters was on the Kind of Funny Games cast. Um, 
Again, if you're not listening to Kind of Funny, whether it's the Game Over Greggy show or it's the Games Cast or Colin and Greg Live, you really need to. Those guys are awesome, and they're the only reason I'm even attempting to do this. Shout out. Um, <clears throat> but they had Chris Waters on a few weeks ago, and he wrote a book called The Gamer's Bucket List, the, video, the top 50 video games to play before you die. I also thought this was kind of topical because we're going to be doing our top 10 favorite games list, but... It's a really good book. It's really short. Um, I couldn't put it down on Christmas. Uh, I powered through it in probably like two hours. I don't know, maybe two and a half. Um, it's really well done. Um, but man, there's definitely... So this isn't his favorite, his 50 favorite games of all time or anything like that. He's just saying, look, if you've never played video games and you want to know video games and know what they're about, these are the 50 games you should play. And... A lot of these on here I agree with. There's some that are just missing that I just don't really understand. So I'm just going to I'm going to run down this list. And again, you should you should pick up this book. This is not me saying you shouldn't because um, there's a lot more to this than just the list. Um, he's got some really good insight on some of these games and, and all that, but I just want to kind of blow through it real quick. So, in no particular order by the way. Spelunky, Assassin's Creed 2, Dead Space, Last of Us Remastered. Portal 2, Mass Effect 2, Gone Home, Journey, Red Dead Redemption, Uncharted 2, Nidhogg, Psychonauts, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, I don't even know what that is, uh, Super Meat Boy, Rock Band 3, The Witcher 3, Super Mario World, Half-Life 2, God of War 3, Speak of the Devil, Starcraft 2, Minecraft, Tetris, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Animal Crossing New Leaf. No, just no. Uh, XCOM Enemy Unknown. Forza 5. Rocket League. Elder Scrolls Skyrim. I guess. It's just not my cup of tea, but I understand it. Sid Meier's Civilization 5 Complete Edition. Mario Kart 8, which I thought that was interesting. Trials Evolution. Uh, Halo 1. Katamari Damas... Dam- I don't know. Katamari something. Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> Super Metroid, Her Story, which was a really interesting game that came out last year that I kind of do want to take a look at. Kerbal Space Program, I don't know. Secret of Monkey Island, Surgeon Simulator, Dark Souls, Sims 3, Persona 4 Golden, Arkham Asylum, Walking Dead, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, Geometry Wars Retro Evolved 2, Mega Man 2, Super Smash Wii U, Final Fantasy 6, Super Mario Galaxy 2. So those are the 50 games that he thinks you should play before you die to say you know video games. There's a couple things that jump out at me. Um, Games that I think are missing. Of course I'm going to say this, but this is not just me being a fanboy. Metal Gear Solid. One. If there's only one game you would play, I think it would be one. Because that game... Hideo Kojima literally changed the way video games are made back in 1998. And nobody can, can deny that. No Video games, nothing had been done anything close to Metal Gear Solid before that came out. So for that not to be on this list, I think is just hypocrisy. That's just me. Uh, there's no fighting games on here. Now, fighting games, they are what they are. But Street Fighter 2, I think, should be on somebody's bucket list. Whether it's Street Fighter 2, or Champion Edition, or Hyper Fighting, or Super Street Fighter 2, or Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, or Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix, whatever. 
Yeah, I mean, that's its own entire genre of video games. There so, wouldn't be fighting games today without Street Fighter 2. Right, but just the fact that he doesn't have Street Fighter 2 or anything on there, if he's saying that you play these 50 games and you, you've experienced what's out there, right? that seems to be kind of a, a glaring hole in this. But Yep. Uh, um, so those were two. There was no... Uh, no top-down Zelda game, so not Zelda One, Zelda Three, or Link Between Worlds, or I'm not even gonna Minish Cap and Minish Cap was good. It was fine. I mean, I I don't know it's fine. I played the beginning on your <laughs> on your old Game Boy Advance right. thing, and then it broke again. Um, but no no 2D Zeldas. So I thought those those were the ones that really jumped out at me as not being on there. Um, gosh, some of the games that I don't really think need to be on here. To have uh, Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto Five are two of the are just phenomenal games. I don't really know that they both need to be on there though, because you got Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto Old West. Wild Wild West, yeah. We're going to the Wild Wild West. Um, Mario Kart Eight. What do you think? You've played a lot of the Mario Karts, and I have not. So, do you think Mario Kart Eight should be the one that's on this list? What was that? Was that Wii U? That's the newest one. Yeah, I think that's going to have a lot of people. That's going to be very divisive. I would say. Uh, I think a majority of people would probably say Mario Kart 64 if you were going to pick one. Okay. Um, for whatever reason, um, I was just never that great at that game. Uh, I was pretty good at the original, the Super Nintendo one, um, GameCube, Double Dash, or whatever it was. I didn't play too much. Um, but the Mario Kart Wii, uh, the original one, not the Wii U, uh, would be the only one that Maybe I would say over Mario Kart 64, but yeah, Mario Kart uh, 8 seems like an odd choice if you were going to pick one of those. But Well, and I should say, I just realized, I said there was no fighting games. He put Super Smash Brothers on here. Mm. Super Smash Brothers has not really never fighting clicked game. for me. It's not a fighting game. I don't, I don't even... I've, good game, good game, but I mean, it's I've not played it really like, a fighting game. I've played it like at Target and stuff. I mean, I've never, and I've never wanted to buy it. I'm... I, there's not a lot of great games for the Wii U, and I would like to... If there was something I thought was worth buying, I would buy it. I just don't care about Super Smash Brothers. Um, what else? What are your thoughts on Uncharted 2 versus... Obviously, you don't care for 1 as much, but 2 over 3? What do you think about that? This is like one of the all-time nerd debates on the internet is Uncharted 2 or Uncharted 3. Um, personally, I, I agree Uncharted 2 is the best Uncharted. What the developers at Naughty Dog have even said, though, is if they would have released 1 and then 3 and then 2, everybody would like 3 the best. Because it's just, they are both such a huge leap from Uncharted 1. Personally, I just like 2 better. We might get into that a little bit more uh, here in a little bit. Um... I would I, I would definitely pick Uncharted 2. Okay, fair enough. Now, I understand Super Mario World is on here, but the fact that Super Mario 3 is not blows my mind. Yeah, I, I understand you can't have both. I could see the argument for Super Mario World. Um, definitely somewhat similar to 3, but kind of does all of that and then expands on it. Um, you certainly couldn't leave both of them off, but I also don't think you need to include both. So if he wants to choose Super Mario World over Mario 3, yeah, I'm okay with it. That's tough. That's tough. Um, Final Fantasy 6, not 7, is on here. What do you think? 
or nine or whatever, but Ten, it seems yeah. like it's always six and seven that everybody talks about. Uh, six is a great game. I've still never actually finished it. Um, I think I think this book is probably aimed at people who don't really play video games, as far as I can tell. Yeah. And so if that's the case, yeah, six is probably an easier one for you know video game novices to just pick up and play. Um, maybe that's the angle he was taking there, and it's a great story and all that. I'm not not taking anything away from it. I still think probably Final Fantasy VII is the best Final Fantasy game. Um, but yeah, to the general public, maybe six is just an easier pick up and play kind of game. Okay. Secret of Monkey Island was great. I have so many memories growing up in school. Just so good. Monkey Island. Um, oh, no Oregon Trail on here or Oregon Trail. Mm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Any other thoughts? Uh, well, well, what do you think about Mario Galaxy 2 over Mario 64? Uh, I was going to try to crack a joke and say Mario Sunshine, but I knew I wouldn't keep no, a straight face. No, no, no. Um, I don't know. I guess that, that goes against what I just said about Final Fantasy VI. For somebody that doesn't play video games very much, I think they're going to have a much easier time picking up just Mario 64 and playing it to right. get the... the you know the feel of the game versus Mario Galaxy or Galaxy Two. I never matter. gave Galaxy a fair shot. I played it for about five minutes when we got the Wii. Um, I just never went back to it. I just couldn't get wrap my head around the the gravity and the controls and stuff. And I know it's an amazing game. Everybody says this, both of them, um, and everybody's clamoring for uh, Galaxy Two to come out with an HD re release. They they just released it on the Wii U, but they didn't. I don't think they up-res any of the graphics or anything. It's just it's just a straight port. Yeah, I never played Galaxy 2. Um, I did like Mario Galaxy. Uh, certainly a step up from Sunshine. Um, but I don't know. I think if I was making this list, I'd probably put Mario 64 on there. Um, as far as the games on here that I know that I, I can't really make an argument for even being on this list, if I had to pick one... I'm probably going with Super Meat Boy. I got it uh, for free when it was part of the PS Plus uh, a few months back, a couple months back. I don't know. I, I don't see what the big deal is. It was kind of fun. I didn't get too far into it. Maybe the game changes as you get further. Maybe there's more things you unlock. I don't really know, but the little bit that I played yeah. it just seemed very... <clears throat> just repetitive. I don't know. I don't see the need for it to be on here. Yeah, I think it's just... it is. I guess the further you get into it, and I've played it a little bit too, but it's just supposed to be like platforming perfection. Um, and it's just hard as hell. Like, the the later stages... I, I remember I got to like level 5 or 6, and I was like, okay, this this just kicked it up a notch. This is yeah, crazy. I don't even think I got far enough for it to start getting really hard. So, yeah. Know, maybe that's maybe that's my fault for not giving it a fair share, but... Okay. So, again, I think it's a great book. Um and, and Chris even said when he was on the games cast and he said on Twitter and stuff to let him know if there's anything you disagree with or anything like that. He knows, obviously, when you make any kind of a list, <laughs> there's going to be people that have major issues with it. Um, so he's ready for that. So, again, I would say go out and buy it. Again, the name is The Gamer's Bucket List, the 50 video games you need to play before you die. Thank you, Chris. All right. So our main topic. I want to talk about our top 10 favorite video games of all time. So around this time of year is when all the major outlets come out and they do their, their game of the year and adventure game and soundtrack and graphics and disappointment of the year. 
which I don't really know. That, that actually might be Arkham Knight for me. Um, that's a whole other, whole other discussion. I was really disappointed. I love the game. I hated the tank. Not to get off on a tangent, but man, that just didn't make any sense. Rocksteady's got to be regretting that. Um, but I digress. So, <clears throat> since we know we're not really qualified to sit here and say what the best game of the year is, although it's Metal Gear Solid Five, um, we figured we'd take a different route. When everybody's coming out with Game of the Year and all these other awards, we're going to do our own kind of personal awards. So, few disclaimers, though. Like I said, these are our top ten or so favorite games. These are not what we think are the best games ever made. Not the best, not the... <clears throat> Most influential, not Technical most important, none of that. Um, there's obviously plenty of games that we haven't even played. There's plenty that we've played, but enough that we haven't played to where we, we can't come up with just a top ten overall best games ever. These are just our personal top ten favorites. Yep. So, like like I said, we haven't played everything. Um, I've never owned an Xbox, so and I don't like Xboxes, honestly. Um, I'm a PlayStation fanboy, and that's fine. Um, I have played Halo 1. I remember I played that on my PC a while ago. I really liked it. Um, but, you know, I've played Gears a little bit. There's just no exclusives for Xbox that have ever made me say, I need to get an Xbox. So, there's... Just remember, these are our favorite games. There's a whole bunch of disclaimers that go along with that. So, what we wanted to do first, since we're saying the top ten or so games, um, <clears throat> when I first talked to Sean about possibly doing this topic, it became evident pretty quickly that this was going to be tough to narrow it down to just 10 games. Um, there's games that I thought for sure would end up in my top 10, and they, they didn't make the cut. So we still want to give them a shout-out. Yep. Um, so we're going to go through first in no particular order, and we're going to do our um, honorable mention games, I would say. And again, these are in no order. We'll, we'll do the order when we get to the top 10, um, but I guess I'll just kick it off first. Um, this game just came out three months ago. I think it will... I really hope they continue to support it. I tweeted about this this week. The game is incredibly fun. Um, I use it way more for playing and not creating, like I thought I would, but that's Super Mario Maker. When you've got user-created Mario levels that are just basically endless, the the game is amazing. I I love the way it plays. I love how easy it is to make the levels and everything. Um, So Super Mario Maker is my first honorable mention. Alright, that's a solid choice. I've spend many hours of my life already playing this game and uh yeah i agree it's i think the boys seem to both uh when i say the boys i'm talking kevin's sons shout out nick and noah their levels are interesting i'll say that they uh they seem to be more into the the creating of the levels um i feel like i just don't have the mental capability or something to create a good solid level um i i've got more enjoyment out of the game just playing all the other uh, user-created levels. Um, all right, let's see. My first honorable mention, we'll start with the big one. Um, the original <coughs> Legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. Um, we'll get more into it later, um, but there were there's too many games to include <coughs> in my top ten. Um, obviously... If this was, you know, top 10 most important, most influential, whatever kind of games, I'd have to put that on there, being the first of its kind. Um, Nothing really like it had ever come out when it came out. Um, So in that respect, um, a great game, 
one of my all-time favorites, but I when I started really breaking down my list, I, I couldn't fit it into my top ten. Okay. I understand. Uh, Hitman Blood Money. Have you ever played any of the Hitman games? I have not. I love... So, the first Hitman was okay. I don't think it even came out on PlayStation. I think it might have just been on PC. Hitman 2 was pretty good. Silent Assassin. Then they came out with Contracts. The controls in 2 weren't that great. Contracts, they got better. Blood Money, I think, was when they perfected it. All these these levels you had... All these different ways you could assassinate the people. Um, Different way... You could, you know, drop a piano on somebody, or you could dress up as a chicken and sneak up on them and do all this stuff. It was just awesome. And then they came out with Hitman... Absolution, I think is what it's called. Absolution, which just was just weird, and <clears throat> you almost had like Detective Vision, like in the Arkham games, and it just didn't feel like a Hitman game. And I, I love those games. Um, Blood Money, I, I went back to that so many times on my PS2, and it's one of the reasons I wish I still had a working PS2 so I could play that game. So I, I uh, gonna give a shout out to Hitman Blood Money. Wait, so you could dress up like a chicken <clears throat> to sneak up on somebody? Yeah. So this level, gosh, what was it? It was like in Mardi Gras or something like that. I can't remember. And, um, yeah, you could steal a chicken suit from someone. you go into their apartment or something and steal the chicken suit, dress up as it, walk up to the guy. That was also the level where you could drop a piano on his head, I think. Or you could give him, um, you could poison the sushi or something that he could eat, and then he would eat that and he would die. Interesting. Um, all right. Um, so when I talked to Kevin earlier about this, I mentioned one game that, I really wanted in my top 10, and my final cut at it earlier today, actually, uh, I had to take it out, but really wanted to get it in there and just couldn't, but that's uh, Super Metroid. Hmm. Um, when I'm coming up with these games, I'm really basing it all on, first and foremost, uh, just the fun aspect of playing the game, um, having a, a good story, uh, you know, telling a good story is also important. And one of the more important things, I would say, is the replay value. Um, Super Metroid is one of those games that every so often um, I'll fire it up on the emulator and play through it. Um, I remember being younger and playing this game. Like we said, we never owned a Super Nintendo. Um, So when we play it at my buddy or his buddy's house, whoever it was... You know, I never really had enough time to get through the entire game until I started playing it on an emulator. Um, and each time I play through it, it, it seems like a shorter and shorter game. Uh, when I think back to when I was younger, it seemed like this huge game. And at the time, it probably was um, just hours and hours and hours of playing to beat it. And now I feel like I could sit down and play through it. Um, nowhere near 100% <coughs> completion by any means, but I could sit down and beat it in a matter of hours. Um, but really? still, it's it's got the, the replay value for sure. Um, it's long enough to be fun, but short enough to where the idea of just thinking about starting a new game in it doesn't completely overwhelm me. So, And that's that's one of the games that I've missed out on. I mean, I've, I've played around with it a few times, but I've never actually sat down and beat it. And I think that's going to be the, first, the, the next game I buy on the Virtual Console, Super Metroid, because I know that's a big gap right there. Definitely worth it. <clears throat> Uh, next on my honorable mention list, WWF No Mercy. Oh, for the N64. Mm. I, I don't know why wrestling games now just suck so much, and they, they just don't control. They want it to look like you're really there, 
and they focus so much on the graphics and they don't focus on the gameplay at all. Yeah. No, I, I mean, going back to the first, gosh, I can't remember what the wrestling game that they made was before they got one of the licenses, but they did WCW NWO Revenge, then they yep. did WrestleMania 2000, and then they just perfected it with No Mercy. And I just I just remember having so much fun with that game. And I don't know how many hours we put into that stupid game, but oh, yeah. if you're just talking about pure fun and great memories for me, No Mercy is definitely up there. Oh yeah, especially the the character creation, yes. and creating your own guy and winning the belt and all that. You could customize their whole move set. Um, but yeah, that's true. The the more recent WWE games I've played, the engine is just not there. Um, no Mercy it really peaked with that. Um, Even some of the SmackDown simple. games were good, but nothing. But yeah. now they they're, they're just not it's, good. But nothing uh, nothing compares to No Mercy. Yeah. Just they need to go back and yep do do the the nice fancy graphics you got now, but put that old engine I, back exactly. Into I it. don't I don't understand why it's so difficult. Okay, um, my next one. Uh, I figured this had to be on here in some manner, but ultimately I chose with I went with uh, Guitar Hero Three. Okay, um, some Guitar Hero or maybe Rock Band. I've always been partially Guitar Hero though. Um, had to be on here somewhere. Um, ultimately, it didn't make my top ten, but that was the first one I owned. Um, before they started incorporating the vocals and the drums and all that, which it's nice, it's fun and all, but uh, I think just for the the track listing that Guitar Hero 3 had compared to Was that World Dragon Tour, Force? Yeah, Through the Fire and yeah. Flames. Um, all of those. Um, I'd, I'd say that's probably my favorite. Um, I've played some rock band, and I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, Guitar Hero always seemed better to me. Yeah, um, that was I, the first one I played. Uh, it's I think it's the best. I mean, Guitar Hero Live is pretty good. The little I've played of it so far, it's just so new. Yeah, yeah, taking a little getting used to. I never really liked uh, Rock Band because I can't sing, as you know. And right. anybody who knows me knows I can't sing worth a a, a crap. Yeah, um, and I don't have the rhythm to play the drums. So yeah, I was better just playing with Guitar Hero. Uh, next on my list. There, there's some people. I think it's Justin Davis says, you know, this this franchise has been going since 1991, and he says they've never made a good game. I think that's total false. Um, Sonic Three is an amazing game, and I, I love having the uh, the Genesis collection on the PS3 and going back and playing some of these games. Sonic Three is a great game. I, I think it's crap that anybody would say that the Sonic games they were just clever and they were marketed well with the blast processing and all this stuff no sonic 3 was a great game i still can't believe a game that pretty came out on the genesis um i i think sonic 3 has to be on my list and i would say sonic 3 not sonic and knuckles and it was a toss-up between three and two um i think a lot of people like two better but again i think it's kind of like the uncharted thing it was such a big jump from one you couldn't duck and do a spin dash in one i don't know how you go back and play sonic one now Right. But Sonic Three is, uh, is one of my one of my honorable mentions. Uh, I'd say Sonic Three. You nailed it with Sonic Three. If you had to pick one of the Sonic games, um, one I remember just being more. And I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but when I think back to it, I remember it being, um, I don't know, less vibrant, less colorful. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know what it, but that's how I remember it. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I kind of actually like that, but. Yeah, the the controls not being able to spin dash really. Um, 
I think took away from it. And yeah, it was obviously a big jump to two, but I'm with you on three. I think three was the best one. My only knock against Sonic, I would say, is I don't know. It's it, it's fun. Um, it's what we had growing up, right? As opposed to Mario. Um, but just I don't know. You really only need, especially towards the end of Genesis, you had all these buttons on the controller. You only needed one, the jump yep. button. Um, I got to give the nod to Mario over Sonic. Um, as yeah. much as as we were Sega fanboys, but I don't think anybody's going to deny that. But no, Sonic Three is definitely a, a solid game on there. Um, okay, so here's one that I'm thinking is probably going to show up in your top ten, but maybe not. Um, yeah. Okay. By the way, we should say I forgot to say at the beginning we have not seen each other's lists. We yeah, have no this idea is what total surprise to both of us. Again, I'm finding myself having to choose one out of an entire franchise. Um, so I went with Super Street Fighter 2. Okay. I know you loving Street Fighter as much as you do. There's going to be at least one Street Fighter game somewhere. Possibly. Probably in your top ten. Um, if it's not in your honorable mention, then I will await it in your top ten somewhere. Spoiler alert. Um, and I don't know. I've played four. I don't think I ever played three. Three was... Three, if you were, like, super into, like, the competitive gaming thing with fighting games, people loved... Street Fighter Three Third Strike, a lot of people is just... They, they absolutely love it, but it was so in-depth that it wasn't accessible like 2 yeah. was. And then that's why 4 was so popular, and then Super 4 and Ultra 4, Arcade and all this other stuff. Like, right. 4 went back to what made 2 so good, just with a nice fresh coat of paint and super yeah. moves and all that stuff. All of the, the, you know, besides Street Fighter 4 and all of its spinoffs, you had all the other spinoffs from Street Fighter 2 with Super and Turbo and Champion Edition, and then you had all the Alphas and Alpha 2, 3, 4. I don't know how many of those there were, but... Three Alphas. Um, There's Street Fighter X Tekken. You remember that? Like 3D? Oh, God, I do, yeah. Or Street that Fighter EX something. Something, X, there's yeah, EX2. Yeah, I just don't Yeah, know. I don't know. When I think back... <clears throat> Street Fighter, the movie, the game. That's yeah, my number one the of all movie, time. The game. Um, even though it was back before they started messing with the uh, the super moves and all that and building up your, your super bar or whatever it was called, um, I think they definitely added quite a bit to the game when they allowed you to choose the bosses, even though I never played as any of them. But eight people in a fighting game just isn't enough. Um, so that's, I think that's why I probably went with super out of all of them. Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure some of that's just a nostalgia, but uh, no. It's if I if I had to go with one, that's that's the one I went with. It's not nostalgia, and we might talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, next on my list, this may show up on yours somewhere. Uh, quite possibly the best Genesis game ever made. Um, a lot of people, it's number one on their list. Um, again, this is not the best games list. This is our favorite games, but it's still way up there. It's Gunstar Heroes. Um, mm. That, I mean, that was towards the end. I think that was like 94, I want to say. Those were um, the later games. God, yeah. that game was, it, again, another beautiful game. But I don't know, the, the way some of those bosses were animated and they moved, it looks like the Genesis had the, what was it, the FX chip. Um, yeah. Mode 7, all that stuff. It was beautiful. Um, Super Nintendo had Contra 3. I know we had Contra Hardcore, but it just never really felt yeah. the same. This was our Contra game. 
and I, I love the, the co-op was great. The way you could combine the weapons um, to, yep, to do different right. things. The, the, you could choose the levels you wanted to do. I remember the level where you're on the little train thing was just insane. You'd be going horizontal, and then and you'd then be going vertical. down. You'd have, to, and yep. be, you'd have to jump from one side to the other, and everything it was just crazy. Gunstar was Heroes the, was awesome. The level it was like the board game. You had to throw the, yes, the you dice. Threw the die. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah, solid game. I, I forgot about that one, but I spent a lot of hours playing that. Um. So back-to-back fighting games here hmm. had to go with the original. I'm talking arcade game, Mortal Kombat. Wow. Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat 1. 1? Mortal Kombat 1. Wow. Um, before they switched, back in the, the days of the, the digitized graphics, Mortal Kombat 4, I think, I don't know. That was the beginning of the end. I know a lot of people love all of the, the newer wait, ones. Wait, wait, wait. You chose this over Pit Fighter? Oh, I'm just yeah, kidding. great game. Um, but yeah, the Deadly Alliance and Vengeance. Yeah, they and, got weird. Yeah. Yeah, and they kind of went back. I still haven't played it too much, but uh, the Mortal Kombat X. Um, this is another one where between 1, 2, and 3, and Ultimate and Trilogy and all those. Yeah. Uh, this probably is based more on nostalgia than anything, um, going way back to Mortal Kombat 1. But I remember the first time seeing this game, and it was the first time I'd seen digitized graphics that I can remember in a video game and just somewhat from the the graphics and then are also just being as bad as it sounds pulled in from the the blood and the gore of it all compared you know when you compare it to something like Street Fighter yeah um really it makes me sound like uh like a psychopath but uh, it really uh, <laughs> hooked me when I saw that I I would have I I can't I I would I always, when I think about it, I go back and forth. Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat 3, which and neither of them are on my list. Yeah. Because I just couldn't put them over some of these. But I, I still think 2 would be my favorite. 2? Mortal Kombat 2 would be my favorite. Um, but 3, you know, they added the combos. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I, I, I can't argue with Mortal Kombat being on your list. So we're each uh, five games in here, and we have not had one game yet that... well. Maybe games to show up later in our top ten, but right. we have not had a match yet. I'm actually kind of shocked. Well, let's see about this one. Um, and it's only down here because I've never this. This might have been higher up on my list. I kind of talked about it a little bit with the book. Um, Mario World is an honorable mention for me. Hmm. So I prefer Mario Three. Now again, I've never beaten Mario World all the way through. We didn't have a Super Nintendo. No, wow. I know. We didn't you have just Super weren't Nintendo. into um, the emulators as much as I was, I feel like. No, I... Because not owning a Super Nintendo, yeah, no. I've played plenty of Super Nintendo games from start to finish. So I didn't. I... No, I didn't do... I did the emulators a little bit in college, but not, not a lot. I think when I go through and I actually beat Mario World, it might end up in my top ten. I don't really know what else there is to say about it, because it's Mario World. It's It's... It's yeah. amazing. But Everything that can be said has already been said about yeah, it. Yeah, to fantastic me, fantastic game. I, I prefer three as of now, so it's one of my uh, one of my honorable mentions. Gotcha. Um, all right, going uh, a little more recent, since the most recent one I've said so far was Guitar Hero Three, um, The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Another one um, I wanted in my top ten um, is an unbelievable game. 
beautiful. I'm talking the the PS4 remaster. Um, beautiful graphics, fantastic story, great gameplay. Um, my only knock against it, I think, is, and this seems to be the case with a lot of newer games, is to me the replay value just isn't there. It's not like it was back in the day. Um, I beat the game. I beat the the alt the side quest the whatever with um, Ellie. Ellie, um, and even the side quest was great. And someday I will probably play through it again. But I don't know. When I think back to other games from my youth, there were games that I would beat, and I would within another week or two start over and play through again. Yeah. And not a lot of newer games have that effect on me, it seems. But I, I think that that game is just so emotionally draining Yeah, that it would be tough to play through it again. Now, that's not on my list anywhere. I think it is one of the best games ever made. I yep. think the reason it doesn't make my favorites list is because, unfortunately, since I didn't play it until a year after it came out, I knew the ending. Yeah. And that I, I didn't know the stuff with Joel and his daughter and how it all started. I didn't know all of that. I knew, yeah. I knew, I didn't know word, you know, moment by moment what happened at the end, but I knew the overall thing. So it was kind of already spoiled for me. And I think that's probably why it didn't just go, Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Joel has to make the choice and blah, 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 blah. But right. I mean, a fantastic game. And I, last of us two will get announced. Well, we'll do an E3 prediction show. Um, I think Last of Us 2 gets announced at E3 next year, so I'll throw out one of my predictions right there. That would be nice. Um, but, you know, Uncharted 4 just got delayed from March to April, so who knows? Um, I, I want them to do that game right. I don't care if they got to delay it again. Just get that game right. Um, but I think they've already started pre-production, and they're, they're definitely... There's been some quotes where they've slipped and, and talked... They've actually said the words Last of Us 2. Um, I don't know if it was Straley or, or, who, or Druckmann or who it was that said it. It might have been Nolan North, but... Um, there, it's definitely coming. So, all right. Next on my list, I this is one I thought for sure was going to be in my top ten, and it just kept getting bumped down and down. And I said, "Wow, I can't." It, it did not make it. Uh, Turtles in Time, the best, Turtles in time. the best beat 'em up game ever, ever made. Um, you know, we got Hyperstone Heist as Genesis kids, and it just wasn't the same. No, but. Turtles and Dime, it gets no better. It was better than Final Fight. It was better than Streets of Rage 2 or Streets of Rage 3. It was better than all those. Turtles and Dime is just, just so much fun. I don't like the new HD version that they released a few years ago. Um, my boys love it just because it's a Ninja Turtles game, but they don't really understand what the original was and how great it was. Um, I really thought that was going to be right around 9 or 10 on my list, but it didn't make the cut. So, uh, Did we ever play that game in the arcade at all? All I remember is playing it on Super Nintendo, but it wasn't. We an played arcade in the game. arcade, but was it an arcade game before? Was that on Super yes. Nintendo, or were they? Like, no, it was in the arcade. It was in the arcade first, and then Super Nintendo changed a couple of the levels. Um, See, when I think back to arcade Ninja Turtles, I think of the arcade, the original, game. the arcade Quote, unquote, game. The arcade yes, game. yep. You no, I remember this... playing it at the bowling alley and playing it up at the mall and stuff. Yeah. Hmm. See, I think of it more as a Super Nintendo game than anything. Yeah. But no, that's that's a good game. Um, that's another one where, as Genesis fanboys, we kind of got the the knockoff. We got the red add hat. that to the list with turtles and 
Contra and yeah, yeah, all the others. But want want. It yeah. was uh, Hyperstone Heist was still super fun, but I can't with a straight face. I can't say it's better than Turtles in Time. Right. Um. Okay, this one will hit home with you. My next one is Metal Gear Solid Two. Two. Wow. Um, first one that I ever played. Okay. Um. I ended up playing one after I played two, so it was brand new to me at the time. Um, but like Kevin said, the gameplay, having played two before I played one, two was, it changed video games for me. Um, I've never, at the time, I had never played another game like it. Um, also, not having played one, the whole thing with Raiden, um didn't really hit me, you know, yeah, anger me as much as it angered yeah. other people. I was just like, oh, now I'm this guy. Okay, whatever. This little sissy boy didn't, with his white hair. Didn't really bother me, but the gameplay and even the graphics at the time. Oh, they were beautiful. The The, the frame rate and everything was yeah. just amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's another one that, I mean, the gameplay is fantastic. The story, other than having to play as Raiden for most of it, um, is great. The ending's a little weird. I'm still not entirely sure I understand it. Um, But the replay value, I've played through that game several times, um, and that's really for no other reason than just the fun of it. Um, There's no crazy things you have to do to try to, you know, complete it, get 100% or anything other than the dog tags. Um, I never went for the dog tags. That was just, that would have stressed me out. There's always one or two that, even in the... uh, the tanker chapter you had to play it on the most difficult one to get all of them because that's the only way all the enemies would show up and i ah, yeah. went through that thing as meticulously as i could and always ended up missing one or two and i don't know why or how that happened because i swear i held up every enemy i came to and took the dog tag but yeah but i digress um but it's a great game um I never fully beat it on the the hardest difficulty. Like I got All those Metal Gear rays, I can't imagine fighting that on the high, on your. Oh, I didn't even get that far. I couldn't is, get so. past uh, the vamp fight. But ah, yeah. But great game. Um, not in my top ten, but worthy of mention. A- absolutely. Um, it would be interesting to play two before one, and how your your perspective right. would be so different on it. Yeah. Uh, going back to a newer game, this came out this year on PS4. Came out the year before on Wii U. A lot of people that year had it as game of the year. Um, and I just think this will keep getting better and better. I can't wait till they announce the sequel. I'm interested to see if it will be actually a 16-bit sequel instead of 8-bit. Shovel Knight. Shovel mm. Knight is okay. just oh my gosh! I was so happy when that finally got announced for PS4. Because um, at the time when it was out, you know, we didn't have a Wii U yet, and I, all I'd heard was great things about this game, and the graphics were just beautiful. It took you back to your childhood. Of course, Nintendo wouldn't actually be capable of that, but right. the same style and the, the 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 soundtrack is just so amazing. Um, I tried playing the Plague, Plague of Shadows DLC. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't like you play as Plague Knight in that. Yeah, I don't like it at all. I don't like throwing his little explosive balls. I want my shovel and I want to jump on people's heads. Right. A la Ducktales, another amazing game, and we talked about that in the last podcast. But Shovel Knight is absolutely one of my favorite games. It didn't make the top ten. I think over time things will change. That might get bumped up there more. But man, and it's it's difficult too. I don't know how people go through and get the platinum to 
go through the whole game without dying and beating it under an hour and a half. I know there's you know there's tricks you can do to save the game, and if you if you die or something, you go ahead and you just restart the level and and all that. But great, just I, I absolutely love Shovel Knight. Um, can't wait for the sequel to get announced. And that's uh, a shining example of how graphics just don't make a game. No, it's all gameplay. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah. Absolutely, they they just absolutely nailed it. They yes, they nailed it. Um, even a, a few years ago when they came out with Mega Man, what was it? Nine and ten. Nine and ten, I guess that they did in the NES graphics. Yep. I loved those games. They were they seemed like they didn't miss a beat from Mega Man Six, the last NES one. Picked up right where that left off, and it was perfect. And it shows you don't need to invest millions, if not tens of million dollars, into video game development. If if the gameplay's there, the graphics don't really need to be. You can harken back to the good old days and. <clears throat> still have a great game yeah i need to download the legacy collection um all right so my next one is a game i'm sure you've never even played um final fantasy 12 you have nothing to add on this i'm just gonna let you take the fight so i would say of all the final fantasy games on most people's list this is probably at least three if not four or five down the list um didn't make my top 10 um, but I would say it's one of my favorites. Um, they really nailed the the open world aspect. Um, ten, while not being super linear, you had paths you had to follow. Um, seven, which is another favorite of everybody's, while it was open world because you had the the overworld map that kind of cheapens it to some extent. 12 was just one big open world and you go into a a large field or whatever and there are several parts of it and there are different exits to different places you've probably visited earlier in the game or places you haven't visited yet Um, but it just seemed like a huge huge game to me Um, the story was pretty good not as good as 7 or 10 or maybe even 6 um and the characters were, I don't know, they just all seemed, none of them really stood out to me, I guess. Um, but the gameplay, even though they totally changed the uh, the battle system and everything was active as opposed to, you know, you fought in real time as opposed to going to the separate battle screens. Um, I didn't like that at first, but I think they nailed the, uh, the gambit system um, to really make that style of play doable and trying to control three characters at once and making sure they're still doing what you want them to and behaving how you want them to without having to directly control them. So had to put it on there, but it didn't make my top ten. Okay. I have nothing to add. All right, fair enough. I've played 20 minutes of Final Fantasy VII, and that's about it. I think I played one on the NES probably, other than that, but that's just it. Uh, next, hang in there with us. We're almost to the top ten. <laughs> Two more honorable mentions. Again, this is the top ten or so favorite games of all time for us. Uh, I don't know that you've ever played this. Um, Half Life Two. Uh, I played it. I don't know that I ever finished it though. So but from what I played, it was fantastic. Back when I had a pretty powerful PC, this was. I think this is the last game I actually played on a PC. Um, was Half Life Two? It was just. 
amazing. The the gravity gun, the the way that they told the story um, for the time in 2004, the way they animated the faces was just like you were so. And, and Gordon Freeman never talked, so you were just you didn't have another voice that you know you were hearing. You were just you were Gordon Freeman. Um, they did it so well. It ended on that crazy cliffhanger ending. I never got to play episode one or episode two. Um, I, I need to go pick up a used copy of the orange box on PS3 to play through it again. Um, of course, everybody's waiting with bated breath. Are they ever going to do Half-Life 3? Valve has no reason to because they're just making money hand over fist with Steam. Um, and no matter how good Half-Life 3 is, it'll be a disappointment. Um, just like it didn't matter how good Star Wars was, it was going to be a disappointment. It didn't matter how good Metal Gear Solid 5 was, it was going to be a disappointment because I wanted it to be the best game ever made. From favorite game ever made and the best game period, just perfect game ever made, and it wasn't that, so it was a little bit of a disappointment. Um, I still think we'll get it. I don't know if we get it announced next year or what, but Half-Life 2 was amazing, and I, I need to go back and play it again. All right, um... So as I'm looking at my list, I realize I only have nine honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, so this is my last one, and then I'll let you take over for your... Oh, no, you should only have one left. I only got one more. All right. So that we'll works, just... That works out well. Yeah, we're, we're even. <clears throat> um, so my last one, I don't have a whole lot to say about it, as I've already talked about it earlier. Um, God of War 3. Okay. Uh, having not even finished it, um, but feeling as though God of War needs to be represented here somehow um without even finishing it i it's probably my favorite um obviously especially having played the ps4 remaster the graphics are unbelievable um just the scale of the the boss fights is unreal um the story has always been there through all three of them um i'm not entirely sure how this one's going to end but <coughs> Not really worried about it disappointing me. Um, I know it's it'll come yep. through and be a great ending. Um, that being said, also the the gameplay. This, while being a new game, new-ish, seems like a game that I will beat and then turn around and probably start over on you know New Game Plus or whatever they call it and try to get all those trophies, try to get platinum and all that. Um, it's it's another. It's not a super long game. Um, it's something that I can beat and not feel overwhelmed, where I never want to play it again. Um, and it's just it's just nonstop action. There, so far, have not been any parts that I've gotten to in the game where I will just regret playing that part the second time through, a la Water Temple and Ocarina of Time, or <laughs> yeah, any of those kinds of things. So. I see it being a game that once I beat it, I'll probably play through again on a harder, harder uh, difficulty and see if I can get the platinum on it. So that's my last honorable <clears throat> mission. Yeah, and I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a little bit. Um, so I'll just leave it there. My last honorable mention: I thought for sure this was going to be in my top ten. Um, I love this series. Again, I said earlier I hate the way it ended. Uh, I went with Arkham City. Hmm. Arkham City is just. Batman perfected. I loved Asylum, um, but when it went quote unquote open world with City, it it just it blew me away. Uh, huge game too. I beat it. I think maybe two or three times now. Um, 
Arkham City was just Batman as Batman was supposed to be. The story, the ending, have you beaten it? I beat it, yeah. Okay, so spoiler alert for yeah. a you know, six-year-old game, whatever. The fact that they actually killed the Joker, and when you carry him out, you carry his dead body out of that building, I was just like... I don't think it had been an ending since Metal Gear Solid 3 that just actually shocked me like that. Right. So, uh, Arkham City is just absolutely amazing, and I hate that Arkham Knight was a disappointment in my eyes. All right. So we've made it, finally, to the top ten favorite games of all time. I'm going to kick us off here. Number ten. All right, so we talked about this a little bit earlier. It had to be on my list somewhere. You were right. Street Fighter. Okay. Now. Which one? Uh, this will probably cause a lot of controversy. Street Fighter 2010. Yes. No, that's my number one. <laughs> Street Fighter 2. Champion Edition. Special Champion Edition. Wow. So here, here's the thing before everybody starts turning off the podcast and unsubscribing from us and all that. I don't care what anybody says. Yes, it's me fanboying a little bit. This was the best playing Street Fighter game out there. Better than Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the SNES. Why? And don't give me this crap about, oh, you had to push start to switch between punches and kicks. No. If, if you actually cared about this game, you got, you the, got six the six button, button controller. controller. Yeah. Which, by the way, changed controllers forever. They still put out specific fighting controllers, fighting game controllers that have all six buttons on the front. It'll say R1 and L1 on the front of the pad because of the Genesis. Um, I do not care that it sounds like, you can not because the Genesis sound chip was horrible. I don't care. I don't care that the graphics didn't blow me away and look exactly like the arcade, that they were dumbed down a little bit. The, the sprites and everything were still the same. They just weren't as colorful. No. I don't care. I can't think of how many hours the two of us put into that game and how many late night we spent just going back and forth and coming up with tournaments and making brackets and doing all this stuff and having sleepovers and just... Just I don't know. I, I probably played ninety percent of my games as Ryu or Ryu, and you right. probably spent ninety percent as Ken. Yep. Um, I, I can't think of how many hours we put in that game. Just absolutely, it had to be in my top ten list. And just to to go back, do you remember when it was first debuted and how heartbroken we were when it was just Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, as opposed to and it was just black bars on top, uh-huh. and the graphics looked horrible, and. It was an EGM, and I went back and researched it not too long. Researched it. I went back and looked it up a few months ago when I was just bored, and I didn't dream it up. It was in a magazine that it had the black bars at the top. It looked horrible. You really hate those black bars. I hate the black bars. This is Hyperstone Heist had the black bars, too. Um, they, they leaked. They, they, they put out pictures or something when they shouldn't have. The game was not. It was, like, not even yeah. in alpha stage. That sounds. So they never. Is that a pun? Not Street Fighter Alpha. It, yeah. I guess. Yes. Thank you. Not really. But I'll take credit. Um, they shouldn't. They weren't even supposed to publish those pictures. Like, that okay. game was in that such an familiar. early, early, early state that when, they, when, they fin- when we finally saw the real Special Champion Edition, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is what we've been waiting for. So had to be on my list. Six-button controller is amazing. I don't care what anybody says. It's better than the Super Nintendo version. And I prefer – oh, and I prefer it better than Super just because I don't care about any of the four new Cammy, characters. Failure. I don't yeah. care about them. So didn't we order this um, – what did we do? I don't know. This is before the internet. I was going to say we ordered it online. We didn't order it online, but we, we ordered it, it with a phone, I guess, is how you did it. But I remember it came in the mail – 
and we moved the Genesis out to the living room to play it on the, the big, big screen. TV. And okay, yeah, I remember that. No, yeah. we we played that. We did that for NBA Jam also. Yeah, that's right. That didn't make my list. That didn't make my list it. either. God, it was amazing. That could have though. It was amazing. All right, so that was my number ten. All so right. Sean, number ten. All right, uh, another one that you're gonna have zero input on. Um, Final Fantasy. So you can go Seven. refresh your drink or something. Um, my number ten, uh, StarCraft. Oh, okay. So, um, I played this game many times. Um, I played Warcraft, Warcraft Two. Um, liked those games a lot, so I was excited for StarCraft. Um, I think even since StarCraft came out, having Warcraft Three and StarCraft Two come out, to me the genre peaked probably with StarCraft. Um, with the three races, I know Warcraft Three had four. It just seemed like they were just trying to one up themselves. But three was perfect. They all had their own uh, advantages over the other ones, um, and. The single-player game was fun, um, and then you could you could create your own maps, and it is what it is. That wasn't that great, um, but I remember um, having LAN parties uh, over my buddy Brent's house. Shout did out to really? Brent! Oh yeah, we'd get that. people to come over, That's and awesome. we'd do that. I mean, we played Battlefield and some other ones too, but we did StarCraft, and I mean that. I don't know. That's um I feel like it had to be represented here somewhere and that one it just barely but it did make my top 10. Um I played StarCraft 2 a little bit. It doesn't seem like it's that much of a leap forward from the original one even though it came out like 10 years after the fact or something. Um but a great game uh to me like I said the genre really peaked with that game. Um and I don't know that they'll ever really top it but that's just my opinion. You like it better than Command and Conquer? I remember um, playing the hell out of Command and Conquer. That was the only kind of RTS games that I really played. To me, the best Command and Conquer game Red was Alert. the original. Yeah, Command and Conquer Red Alert, not the second whatever it was Command and Conquer Tiberian Sun, and then there was Red Alert Two. To me, Red Alert was the best. But uh, if I had to pick one, I'll go with StarCraft over that. Okay. <clears throat> Number nine. For me, number nine, uh, we just talked a lot about it, so I don't have a whole lot to add, but God of War 3. Okay. Um, I won't spoil the ending for you or anything like that, but the game just... There's no prettier game on PS3. I, it, it Just amazing. Yeah. And it came out in 2010. PS3, you know, PS4 didn't come out for three years after that, so it still had a lot of life left into it. A lot of life left in it, whatever I said. Um, I, I love God of War. I love all the games. I even like Ascension. People hate on that. Uh... It's not just button mashing. There's there's a poetry to the combat. Yeah. Um, the set pieces in it, from Gaia to Kronos to the Labyrinth, the boss battles, fighting all the actual Greek gods was just so cool. Right. Um, Hera's Garden, which I guess you just got through that. And that, yep. that I remember the first time I was like, this is so cool. That you the can, perspective. You can sit there and you can be just annihilating all these just monsters straight out of Hades and stuff. And then... Oh, take a breath, and you got this freaking crazy puzzle yeah. where you look through the eye of this statue to line everything up, and just blew me away. I it's one of the only two platinums that I have. Um, I got the platinum. 
on the remastered. I probably will sometime go back and get it on the PS3 version just to get the trophy. Um, but beating it on Titan mode is not easy at all. Neither is doing the challenge of the gods to... Oh, God, it's horrible. Um, and my other <laughs> my other platinum is God of War 2. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of the series. Fair enough. Number nine. All right, my number nine... Um... Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, hmm. Super Nintendo. Um, I went back and forth between this and the original, um, but ultimately the original, while it was groundbreaking and all that, it's not as good a game as Link to the Past. Um, Link to the Past took what the original did and just expanded on it so much, introducing the the Dark World... Um, in addition to the light world, plus a map that was bigger than the original, better graphics, better items, better levels. You had actual levels to the levels um, where you could jump down and all that. Um, just really a great game from start to finish. And another one that I will pick up every so often and play through it one more time. And um, Yeah, I don't know. That's about as close to perfection I can say of a Super Nintendo game that, that you can have number 8 funny you should mention that uh, Zelda 3 Link to the Past oh alright um, just going from the light world to the dark world the the music I can hear it in my head now and it's just perfect that was one of those games that again we loved Crusader Ascenti and I thought about putting that somewhere on the list but I, it, I couldn't I couldn't do it um like, we missed out on that as kids, and when I finally got to play it, and I downloaded it, it was one of the games I've got on the virtual console, and going through that, just there's so many secrets, and just the yep. fact that a game that big, I mean, I know it's simple when you look at the, the sprite-based graphics and all that stuff, but a game that big existed on a, maybe a 16-meg cartridge, I don't remember what it was at the time. Yeah. It was so early in, the, early in the life cycle, I know it wasn't like 24-meg or anything. It was just, it was just amazing. Um, start to finish. I love the final battle with Ganon. Um, it's just... I love the 2D Legend and Zelda 3 is just... It's a masterpiece. And to me, it's also one of the first games... I'm probably wrong here, but to me, it's the first game I can think of that had a lot of... I don't know where this came out compared to Super Metroid, but a lot of bonus stuff you could do. A couple of years before, yeah. This is before Super Metroid. Yeah, Metroid was 94. Um, but just finding all the heart pieces. I think there was even an item or two that you didn't find in the actual levels. You had to find, didn't like, you have the to cape, dig maybe. One. You had to, yeah, the cape was somewhere. And you had to dig in that one field to find you found the flute uh, or something. Yeah, but you needed that. You needed the flute, yeah. But, yeah, and there was, you could upgrade your weapon, your armor, and all that. There's just so much bonus stuff that you could do outside of just the normal storyline game that they didn't track it, but if you find all the heart pieces, you find all the items, you get everything upgraded... You've essentially 100%ed the game. Um, and to me, I think that's one of the first games that really allowed you to to do something like that. And I do think it was weird, because I know when I went back and beat it, the ending trips me out. Not the actual ending, but you get to you get the ending, you go through the credits, and then it just sits there, and I'm like, okay. Okay, now what, what do I do? Wait, is it going to end? And I, I'm over here Googling, like, is, is my game broke? Is my save going to go away? No, that's just how it is. Right. You've got to just exit out, and you'll you'll load up, and you'll fight Ganon again, and 
or, yeah. or you can just start a new save. So, yeah. Number eight. Uh, this is me. Yep. All right. Um, I'm sure we'll hear more about this later, and I'll I'll yield the floor to you on this, so I won't waste too much time. But uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, better than two. Um, much better than four. Um, something about the uh, the jungle setting for most of it, and being outside, and you know, you're you're naked, Snake. You've got nothing. You're just you're just out there, and you really need to. You got to find your own food. You got to collect items to heal yourself if you get stabbed or break a bone or whatever. Um, and not having such a cheap really radar that shows you where all the guys are and where they're yep. looking and uh it seemed like you were more just on your own um the story was great um that's another one that once i finally get my ps3 hooked up i'm gonna borrow kevin's hd yes um whatever it's called version of it and play through it again and i can't wait because it's been years since i played through it um but uh and we touched on this in the first podcast, the Metal Gear podcast, but I remember at the time, and to me it seems weird now, but I remember playing through it and being just blown away when, wait, I'm I'm Big Boss, I'm not yep. Solid Snake. Even though looking back on it, it's like, yeah, it you're, was playing, in, you're right. playing in 1960. <clears throat> but Kojima's Kojima, and we just right. got done too, so maybe that's he, maybe what tripped me out. Maybe he traveled, but right. uh, it's weird looking back and thinking, how did I not know this was Big Boss all along, but... At the time, I didn't know, and the ending really uh, threw me for a loop. Um, but yeah, great game, and another game I can't wait to fire up and play through again shortly. I'll definitely have more to add here in a little bit. I figured. Number seven, Uncharted 2. Okay, this is all you. Uh, leaps and bounds better than Uncharted 1. The controls are so much better. You don't have as many monster closets where these stupid pirates just keep running at you and running and running. And you're like, what? There's there's not this many pirates in the whole entire world. How are these guys still coming at me? You know, they, they perfected the, 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 the cover shooting and everything. Um, the set pieces, I don't want to spoil them. I'll just say train, tank, helicopter. When you play Uncharted 2 and you get to those, you'll be like, oh, my God, I understand what he was saying. The writing, the character, like you, you care about Nate and Sully and Elena, and you care about all the the, the new people that come in there. Um, the puzzles you gotta have, the, the, you gotta solve. The, the the voice acting is just perfect. I mean, it's like playing. If they they've never made an Indiana Jones game quite like Uncharted, and they never will. Yeah, I think. Again, I've only played the first one. One of the big things about the first, it wasn't a bad game at all. It was a really good game, but for whatever reason when i think back to it the one thing that stands out to me is i'm pretty sure i just played the game on normal difficulty and it was really really hard and i kept it's dying. because they've got these stupid monster classes right and i would guys, turn the yep. difficulty down because you can do that mid game thankfully and i would turn it down to easy and then all of a sudden the game seemed too easy I don't know. It just—it seemed like there should have been some difficulty in between the two. It went from impossible to not challenging at all, and I don't even think I ever finished it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't know that when I go back and play the collection, I don't even... I'm going to start one. I don't really know that I'm even going to play through it because I know it's its Nate and Elena and Sully, and I know what happens. And Yeah. Um, 
there's the supernatural stuff and all that. I, I don't really know that I need to play through it again, but two and three are just fantastic freaking games. Yeah. So, number seven. All right. Um, this is another one I know you're going to have at some point. Um, Mario 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even put Super Mario World in my top ten or my honorable mention. Um, probably could have made it as an honorable mention, but I guess I didn't want to have two Mario games that were fairly similar. Um, and ultimately I ended up going with three. Um, three really, uh, it started the whole, um, I don't want to, uh, yeah, I guess an overworld map where you actually choose your levels and you had the different bonus stages you could do. Um, but this was, uh, really peak NES to me. Um, it's amazing that game was even on the NES. Yeah, it was that. I'm sure that pushed the NES to its full potential. Um, I remember, I remember asking for this game for Christmas, Christmas 1989, and it wasn't even out yet. It wasn't even out. It, it wasn't out for out. another year or two. Yeah, yeah. Was it 91? It was out in Japan. I think it was 90. Was it 90? But I remember. Might have been 91. It came out way early in Japan, I know that. Okay, so maybe that's why I just... It was before the internet was around, so I just assumed, well, it's out there, it must be out everywhere. I don't even know how I knew it was out there. I think we EGM, might have been able to probably. play it, though, at the bowling Ahead of the DRK. I think yeah, okay. we did play it before we got it. One of those pick eight game pick. Yep. Yeah, whatever yep. they were called. But, um, quick uh, side story. I remember when I was a kid, so I was probably five, six years old, probably also before the game even came out. Um, having a dream that we had Mario 3. And it was just the greatest game ever. And it was one of those dreams where I wake up from it and I'm like, wait, this seems... That happened, right? This seems very real. <laughs> and I got up and went and looked Mar- inside the Mar- NES and was hoping that Mario 3 was going to be in there. And it was not. And it was probably, who knows, some crappy game in there. And it was a very big disappointment. But... Eventually, we got the game, and it was everything we'd hoped it would be, and here we are 25 years later, and it's on, I'm assuming, both of our top ten lists. So. Quite possibly. All right. Number six. Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay. I'm assuming you might talk about this a little bit, too. I may. Um, so... I messed around with Grand Theft Auto 3 in college, I remember playing. It was really just, I can not I can just run around with a rocket launcher and just do whatever I want. Like, I, I never actually played the game. I just got weapons and just blew stuff up. Um, never played Vice City. A lot of people love Vice City, and a lot of people think that's the best Grand Theft Auto game. I loved San Andreas. I probably could never go back and play it again because there's so many... When I look back, so many annoying minute details like you got it. CJ can get fat or skinny, and you got to work him out, or you got to eat, and all this other stuff. But it's a great game. Um, at the time, I loved Grand Theft Auto Four. I thought it was awesome. And then the first trailer dropped for Grand Theft Auto Five. I think two years before it came out in 2011, and the graphics were like, "This is a PS3 and Xbox 360. How's this even possible?" Then came word. What the only time I got nervous was when I heard there's going to be three main protagonists that you can switch between. I was like, I don't understand that or how that's going to work. Um, that makes me very nervous. Obviously, that turned out to be fine. I didn't realize that Grand Theft Auto 4 didn't control very well until I played Grand Theft Auto 5. Because Grand Theft Auto 5 nailed it from, from hiding behind cover and popping out and 
Everything just worked flawlessly. The driving was perfect. After playing Grand Theft Auto, if you play any other game, Grand Theft Auto Five, I should say, go try to play Watch Dogs and steal a car and drive around in that. When I first booted up Watch Dogs, and I really liked Watch Dogs, I stole my first car and I was streaming it on Twitch for my buddy Rasan. Shout out to Rasan if you're listening. And he's just like, dude, what is wrong with you? Like, I'm driving, and I, at first I hijacked a minivan. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I, I can't control it. It's going everywhere. It's horrible. Grand Theft Auto V just controlled so perfectly. Um, and then you add on top, I, I don't really like online games. I don't like multiplayer. I freaking love Grand Theft Auto Online. I absolutely loved it. I love this game so much, I bought it twice. I bought it on PS3, and then when it came out on PS4, I bought it on PS4. So you got the first-person controls and all this other stuff, the upgraded graphics, higher textures, all this other stuff. The world was more alive, more animals, all this stuff on a PS4 version. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. I know I put a lot of time into this game. A ridiculous amount of time. So I went on to the uh, Rockstar Social Club to check my stats. And while I can't see my PS3 stats anymore because it's gone... The good thing is that your online stats carry over. So first I looked at my uh, my single player. My single player save on the PS4, I've put 38 hours in. Then I looked at Grand Theft Auto Online. Okay, I was going to say, that's not that bad. No, no, no. So then I looked at Grand Theft Auto Online. And I am ashamed to admit this. <clears throat> I've played Grand Theft Auto Online... For 266.5 hours. Wow. Which equates to 11 days, 2 hours, and 24 <laughs> minutes. That is pathetic. That is See, I'm so at, screwed up. I'm like 140 hours or so. Something like that in Metal Gear Solid 5. But a lot of that's just leaving it on. on yeah. No, this is me no playing reason. it. Yeah. You can't go away from keyboard. Well, there was one, there was one glitch where I kept running in circles and I was able to rank up real quick because the cops would find you and then you'd go away and you'd rank up. So I did that one night, but that's eight hours, yeah. six hours. Drop in the bucket. Yeah. 266 hours. So then you go 266 and a half hours plus 38 on the PS4. I know I played the PS3 single player more than I played the PS4 and I beat both of them. Call it 45 hours instead of 37. Whatever. That's 350 hours I put into Grand Theft Auto V. I, I don't... I'm not proud of this. <laughs> It's actually quite embarrassing, but that shows you how much I absolutely love Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, that, that's a lot of time. <laughs> I don't even. Want, I don't want to talk about. It. I hope Jess doesn't listen to this. Number six. All right. Um. Another one you're gonna have no one put on. Final Fantasy Seven. Um. And I. I guess I'm contradicting myself. <laughs> I take back when I said uh, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past was. Super Nintendo Perfection. Oh, yeah. I was wondering where this would be. Uh, number six, Chrono Trigger. Oh, no. You threw me for a loop there. Um, another just perfect, in my opinion, per- well, I won't say perfect, because then I'll be contradicting myself again later, um, but just a fantastic role-playing game. Um, another one that, I mean, earlier, well, it's 2016 now. In 2015, just a few months ago, I fired that up on an emulator and played through it and beat it again. I've probably beaten it four or five times now. Um, it's a pretty long game, but it, for whatever reason, it never seems that overwhelming to me, I guess. Um, 
I never felt in that game like I ever had to waste a lot of time just cranking out battles to to level up. The game seems to progress smoothly to where if you fight the character, you know, the the enemies you come across and maybe a few extra ones here and there, you never feel like you are overwhelmed by enemies or bosses later on. You're keeping up with them and it's challenging, but it's certainly doable. Um Another game that has plenty of extras, you know, bonus stuff you can do, and the story's really great. Um, I bought but never beat um, Chrono Cross on PlayStation. Hmm. Um, some people rave about the game. It's a good game, but the whole thing where you lose, where you normally you're controlling Surge, and then there's the whole body swap thing spoiler alert uh i don't know that that's one of those things that i dread ever playing that game again because for whatever reason when i think about that part it just makes me not want to play the game and i don't know why maybe it's not as bad as i remember it being um but chrono trigger really has no no parts like that um where i just dread going through any specific part um and it's another one where you can you can just beat the game and get the ending and you're satisfied with it but there are so many other bonus things you can do and alternate endings you can unlock um that it's worth it's definitely worth playing through and not just getting the the basic ending and being satisfied with it um so i can look at the rest of my list and say that yeah chrono trigger is super nintendo perfection um to me that seems like a huge game. As as big as Link to the Past was on Super Nintendo, Chrono Trigger seems like it's... I'm probably exaggerating here, but it seems like it's orders of magnitude bigger. And how they fit that all into a Super Nintendo game, I'll never know. But um, just really an all-around fantastic game. That's another one I missed the boat on, and I do want to go back and play at some point. Because... Again, it's, I've never really been big into role-playing games. I mean, I'm, I love Zelda. I love the 2D Zeldas. Um. And so you would probably like this, because it's not like, well, the only recent one you've played is Final Fantasy VII. But, I don't know, something about the old it's not top-down turn-based. Super Nintendo. It is, but it eh. it moves quickly. I don't know. It's yeah, it's turn-based, but I don't know. It's something about the, the top-down Super Nintendo graphics. That, right. I don't know. It's definitely worth a play, though. Okay. Number five. Super Mario 3. Okay. Um, not much else to say. It's it's perfection when it comes to platforming to me. Um, for the first time, we had the overworld. You know, I remember going to World 4, I think, was the giant world. Or was it 5? Five? 5 was the sky world. I think. 5 was sky... Was it 3? Three? 3 was... 2 was, two was desert. desert. 3, three was... I think it water? was four. I think three was water and four so was So four it. was But giant, either way, yeah. I remember the first time we got there, I was like, what? Giant Goombas. How is this happening? How can they do this no. on a little Nintendo? Like, the game is just so close to perfect, and it, it never gets old. We love this game so much that one time when we were on vacation in Texas, um, we, we plugged in the VCR. We weren't going to use any warp zones. We we're going to sit there in Texas in the middle of the summer with a pool in the backyard, and we said, no, we're going to sit inside. We're going to play Mario 3 from beginning to end. And we're going to videotape ourselves. Not only that, and just prelude to our podcasting quote-unquote career, um, we narrated the whole thing, except 
We just thought the VCR for some reason would record our voices. Oh, see, I don't remember that. Well, I knew I we. I knew that. the way we hooked it up that it's just direct. It's Nintendo yeah, into the VCR. Plug right done. into it. I don't remember thinking that it would cap. I don't remember trying to narrate it. And you probably blocked it out because it was a really dumb thing for us to maybe. Think. I can't we believe did. we did that. But we did, That's and we beat. Like, it. I think at some point we're like, okay, uh, we're at like World Four and Five. This, this doesn't make sense. This sucks. Let's get a warp. Let's just warp <laughs> to World Eight, and we beat it. We did. We, yeah. we videotaped the whole thing. It's probably three and a half, four hours of us playing Mario Three That's in hilarious. the middle of summer instead of going outside and playing. But the game is just absolutely it's just perfect when it comes to the regular Nintendo well almost perfect I'll say number five uh, another repeat here um, Grand Theft Auto 5 yeah um, I thought it might have been higher for me but it's I mean Kevin really said everything pretty much that I have to say about it earlier but um, love the characters love the storyline um Grand Theft Auto, when you think about Grand Theft Auto online, I mean, that's just... I feel like I could pop that disc in at any point and just jump online and mess around and have fun, whether it's doing the the actual missions or just messing with people or, you know... I always like stealing helicopters and just flying to the top of buildings and sniping people from up there. It's There's so many ways to just play that game and enjoy it and have fun and... It just seems like I mean, if you want replay value, that's that's that game. You can always just plug it in and yeah. jump online and just start messing around and it seems like it'll never get old. Three hundred and fifty um, hours later I agree with yeah. you. Um and just I don't know, the the setting seems perfect. Um you know, we we grew up in New York, nowhere near the city, but New York nonetheless. But when you compare it back to Liberty City, it's all urban environments and there's the um i don't remember what it was called but the one that was essentially staten island it was a little bit more suburbia but i don't know it all just seemed like the same environment to me whereas grand theft auto 5 you have the downtown area you have all of the the countryside you have like the trailer park areas you have the mountains and the lake and it's just everything you could really ask for in a game so um, had to put that one in there. Number four. Well, here we go. Here, here starts the uh, the string of predictable games for me. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid. One. Wow. I kind of covered it in the first one, and I, I like I said, I, I covered this in a, a blog post and stuff. But Metal Gear Solid One is why I'm here today. Not. What, hold on. <laughs> I wasn't. Never mind. Why I care about video games today, okay. I should say. It, it didn't save my life. But <laughs> Metal Gear Solid is the reason I play games. And like I said earlier, when we were talking about the the bucket list book, like Hideo Kojima changed video games forever. He changed the way I looked at video games forever. And I've heard Greg Miller say this too. Like for a while, it was like, okay, we're growing up, but like games aren't growing up with us. They're still like. I don't want Mario anymore. I'm I'm too cool for that. I'm getting older and I'm, you know, late teens and stuff like that. Like I need something that's that's different. And something that that, that just, you know, speaks to me more. In comes Metal Gear Solid and from the opening cinematic when you've got like the opera singing going and you see Snake is swimming underwater to get in the facility and he's getting briefed on the mission and everything and it, from then it the, the ride just never stopped. It was like playing the best action movie ever. Um, David Hayter's voice acting 
it just absolutely perfect. Although I do agree with him not being Big Boss slash Venom Snake in five because it would have been weird. It just would have been weird with how the story turned out. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. <laughs> Venom Snake. It would have just been weird, but um and then you, you go up the elevator when you sneak around. You, you go up the elevator and you get briefed on everything. And then you walk through the snow and you're like, holy crap, I'm leaving footprints. And the guards see my footprints. And they're like, what was that? And then you can knock on the wall and what was that noise? Um, you see your breath when you're outside. you know. And then the cutscenes start and you just get so engrossed in the story. And you, you, you meet Gray Fox and all this. And then there's the double crossings and you find out that Master Miller who now we know as Kaz from all the earlier, well, late, earlier in the timeline games, late in development, wasn't really him. It was Liquid Snake posing as him. And then you find out that you got the PAL card that you got to take to the cold, and then you got to take it to the hot, and you got to do that, and you think you're deactivating Metal Gear. Nope, you're activating the Metal Gear, and you just keep going, what is going on? And then not even to mention Psycho Manus. Oh, you like to play Castlevania? I see. <laughs> Put your controller down and I will make it vibrate. Like, I, I just never seen anything like it. And it, it's the reason I care about video games to this day. It's just, it, it, there's so many emotions too from, you know, when you, you fight Sniper Wolf the second time and you kill her. And, and Otacon is like, why are we here? What are we fighting for, Snake? What is this? What's the purpose? Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, as as she's lying there dead, and they copied it in 4. And I, I used to love 4, but the further away I get from it, the I appreciate that it just tied everything up, but it was not a good game. It was just complete fan service. But then you get the, you know, her, her wolves are coming up to you, and they're, they're, you know, you've got her handkerchief and stuff. It's just, the game's just absolutely damn near perfect, and I don't know what else I can say about it, but it... This is once I get to these top four, I'm splitting hairs here um, for my top favorite game. So that's what I got. Number four. All right. Um, another one you'll have no one put on. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy X. Um, this was, I believe, my first true role-playing game that I got into. Um. I had dabbled in some of the earlier Final Fantasy games and just never really got into it. And, oh, Black Mage, White Mage, and Knight, and this guy's good at this, and this guy's good at this. I don't know. It just seemed like too much for me. And I had sworn off role-playing games. Um, Final Fantasy X, this is obviously years after Final Fantasy VII, VIII, IX, that I just didn't make time for, didn't really care about. Um, I think I came across Final Fantasy X, and uh, I think it was still EB Games at the time, <laughs> not uh, GameSpot. Game GameStop. Stop. <laughs> Damn it, I did it too. GameStop. Um, found it used for 20 bucks, and figured, all right, I'll give it a shot. Went home and played it, and I was immediately hooked. Um, as far as role-playing games go, I think it was fairly simple. Um, you had the sphere grid that you used for leveling up and all that but it was just you learn spells and then you you can unlock better ones as you progress through the sphere grid and uh, if you've never played the game you probably don't care what i have to say and if you've played the game you already know all this but um just a great game and i know a lot of people will complain that titus was a whiny little snot 
uh, trying to keep this PG. But no idea what you're talking about. Um, I I don't know. There were parts where he annoyed me, but all in all, he I think as far as video game protagonists go, he's you know the prototypical underdog kind of guy just gets thrown into this and has to learn how to deal with it and whatever and the idea of sin and all that i don't know i think it's just a really well done game um as far as ps2 graphics go i guess it was relatively early on in the life of ps2 but Hmm. graphics were really good i think everything is very bright and colorful and um, obviously, when the HD remaster, the X and X2 came out on PS3, I picked that up immediately and played through it again for, who knows, the sixth or seventh time, probably. Um, and there are drawbacks to it. Um, whenever I play through the game, you know, I try to get all the ultimate weapons, and even thinking about the... Um, what was it, the the Chocobo training thing to get Titus's ultimate weapon. It just, ugh. I've come close to breaking so many controllers trying to beat that thing. And um, But again, that's, that's bonus content. It's nothing you have to do to beat the game, but it's something I always have to do. So, um, yeah, just a, a really great game and probably another one I'll, I'll play through again this year more than likely. Yeah, I have nothing to add. Yeah, um, I didn't think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you're going to have one more, possibly two more on this list that I'm not going to have much to add. Two? No. Which is just one. surprising. Okay. Huh. Well, I think you think I'll have something well, to add on another one, and I really don't because yeah. I barely played it. Yeah, but We'll see. Number three. Metal. <laughs> gear. Solid. Five. Okay. I think... This game may end up... I don't think it'll ever be my top game because the story is lacking. It's not... Like I said, it's not perfect, but it's the best playing Metal Gear game ever. I love the twist at the end. I lo- It makes everything make sense with Metal Gear 1 and 2. We didn't really kill Big Boss in Metal Gear 1 and then he came back to life. No, we killed Venom Snake and that's, that's what happened. Um, and then Big Boss was the real Big Boss, I should say, is who we fought in Metal Gear 2. Um... The Fultoning, it, it's amazing to just fire it up after, you know, a week ago after not playing it for a month and just jump right back in and I'm Fultoning guys and all of a sudden I keep, I see my ranks are all getting up in the, the high 50s and I can basically make any weapon I want and it's just the gameplay loop of doing missions, trying to get the S rank, extracting people, that feeling you get when you look through the binoculars and you see somebody that's an S or an S plus, you're like, oh, okay, hold up. Everything else stops. I don't care what the mission is. I'm getting that guy, and I'm going to wormhole Fulton him back to base. The game is just amazing, and not to mention the Fox the Fox engine, and that is Kojima's last Metal Gear game for sure now. Um, remember, at Gray Fox MGSV doesn't think that. Um, he thinks it's all a ruse. Let him know what's up. Um so it's just it, it's amazing um you know we talked for an hour and a half about it a couple of podcasts ago so there's not much else i have to add just the, the one thing that's interesting compared to the other middle gear games is i don't know that i will ever go back with a brand new save I, I shouldn't say that probably in a few years i'll go back with a brand new save and start over but when you've put 100 hours in 100 real gameplay hours and you've built your base and all this i don't know that it's going to be tough to go back and start from scratch at some point i'm sure i will but Metal Gear Solid 5 is my number three game of all time. 
Number three. All right, my number three game of all time is Metal Gear Solid Five. Really? <laughs> hey. Yeah. Um, look at that. So yeah, between what Kevin just said and our first podcast, which was 100% Metal Gear, and our last podcast, which we devoted a whole segment to Hideo. I think we've uh, talked enough about Metal Gear to where I don't need to go on and on about this game, but um, it's not a perfect game. That's why it's only my number three. Um, like I said, replay value is, is big when I'm coming up with these rankings, and like Kevin said, I don't know that I'll ever start a new save in this game. Um, there's really no need to, though. I mean, you can replay every mission. If I really wanted to, I can keep my current save and just go through and play all the story missions again. The only thing I hate is that you can't replay the yellow side ops. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So you can't get those cutscenes. That's right. the only thing I hate, but that's why YouTube was invented. Right. I mean, that's not why, but, you know, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, just a really great game. Um, I'm up to, like I said, 80%. The dream is to 100% it someday. I don't know that I ever will, but... You're going to catch all 300 animals? There's 300? Yes. Yeah, I've got like seven, eight. <laughs> <laughs> so probably not. Uh, so I'll be happy with 90%, I think. But um, Kevin and I have had this talk before, but you know a game is good when <laughs> it has taken over your life to the point of where you're driving around and you see these storage unit things that you know the typical things you would fold in moving yes stories. like you're, the and pods like, and all that yep. and i drive past it and my first thought is that i want to go over there and, and fold in it i want to hook a balloon to it's, that thing. I, it's taken over my life at this point it's so weird but i think the exact same thing and i've sent pictures to some of my other buddies zappy if you're listening you know you've gotten some of them where i'm like oh it, it, big boss is paradise here let's let's fold in all this stuff yeah so yeah, I won't add any more. It's everything that needs to be said has been said at this point, but truly a fantastic game. Number two. Metal. No. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda. That's it. Okay. I I struggled with, do I put MGS5 above this? Do I put MGS1 above this? I go back probably every year and I play through Zelda 1. And it still is just as much fun as it was 28 years ago when it came out. Um, first open world game ever. You know, whoever would have thought that a game you'd start out at that time, you have no weapons, you have nothing. And you see this cave and you're like, oh, okay. If You go to another screen and then there's Octoroks and they hit you, they shoot boulders at you. You're like, okay, crap. And you go back from whence you came. You're like, I wonder what's in that cave. And you walk down there and... There's the old man. He says, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. And then you've got your sword. And, and the rest is history. I mean, not only was it the first open world game before open world games were really even a thing. All the secrets. I mean, from from burning bushes to blowing up walls, the money run. I don't know how many times we went on the money run. Going along the coast to try to get the rupees and max out at 255. I, I still hate that they cut you off at 255 yeah, rupees. What a random I number. And not to mention, the whole second quest, there was two games in one. And you could skip to it right away if you wanted and just call yourself Zelda if you were okay with that. I mean, the game is just, oh, my God. I, I, it, it blows my mind that that game came out 28 years ago. To me, it's the best Zelda game. Um, I've never really gotten into the 3D Zeldas. I will go back and play Ocarina at some point, I guess. Um, 
I know whatchamacallit, Twilight Princess is getting an HD release uh, on Wii U here in a few months. I'm going to play that. Um, I'm looking forward to Zelda Wii U whenever it actually comes out or if it ends up on the NX or whatever ends up happening with it. But Zelda 1, when I when I just think of my favorite games of all time, it's always right there at the top. Um, it's amazing. And then you look at, there's some people, like I, I think I'm good at some games, but then there's people that speed run this <laughs> with, yeah. they don't even get the sword. They don't get the freaking sword. They get. They, I think they've gotten like you have to have the sword to beat Ganon. Right. But they've gotten I think all the way to Death Mountain with just bombs and candles and the the magic wand. And it blows my mind how people can do that. Um. But yeah, I, I just the game's amazing. Like I said, I go back every year and play it. I need to play it again because it's been a while now. But yeah, Legend of Zelda is my number two of all time. Wait. So have you ever actually beaten the Master Quest? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I, I don't, don't know play that, that every year. I don't play that every year. I, I do the regular quest just about every year. Yeah. But master quest, it's been one, maybe two times. But no, I, I know I've beaten it at, at least a couple of times. Gotcha. Number two. All right, my number two. As soon as I say this, you'll know what my number one is. I know what your number one yes. is. Uh, number two. Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. Um. If I can ever get you to play through the game, I think it would at least make honorable mention for you, even though it's not your kind of game. I don't know that it would make your top ten, but I think you would like it. Um, I played this uh, quite a bit after I played through Final Fantasy X. I had heard about Final Fantasy VII and never really gave it a chance. Um, And then after playing Final Fantasy X and thinking... That was fantastic. I kept reading about how, no, 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 Final Fantasy X is garbage. you got to play Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, okay. So I eventually played through it. Um, the The graphics took a little getting used to, I think. Um, everything is just very, I don't know, cartoony, I guess. At least in the, not in the battle scenes. Everybody's normally proportioned there, but in the... <laughs> Their big the, the over stuff. Yeah, yeah it's it took a little getting used to but i think the story really um is strong enough that eventually you just stop caring about that i guess and yep. by the end of the game i'm not even noticing it anymore let alone by the middle of the game i'm not noticing it anymore um plenty of bonus stuff to do in that game similar to final fantasy 10 um it's another one you can just beat straight through and I don't know. It still takes several hours, but there's so much bonus content that it can keep you occupied for at the time this seemed unreal, but probably thirty or forty hours. Now that's that's a good weekend <laughs> for awesome. you at this point, maybe. Um but again, everything that needs to be said about Final Fantasy Seven has been said at this point. Um I won't take up a lot of time, but it's a great game. Anybody that's listening, you probably have already played it. I think Kevin's one of the few video <laughs> game enthusiasts that hasn't yeah. played the game. Um, so it's nothing new to you guys. But, um, yeah, great game. Um, another one I've played through three or four times now and probably will several times in the future. All right. That's what we've all been this. waiting for. We both know our answers, but you don't know them. Um, we know each other, so it's obvious what it is. But my number one 
And it, you know, I said I prefaced this by saying these were our favorite games of all time. These aren't necessarily the best games. I think this game is absolute. I think it is perfect. I think this is the epitome of video games is Metal Gear Solid Three Subsistence. I will add that because you get the the first the, first, the, the camera, camera. Yeah, yeah, the camera you can actually control and yep. actually know what's going on. Um, it's perfect. So you got the perfect ratio of cutscenes to gameplay. The story is absolutely perfect. You've got the genesis of Big Boss, and like we both said, we weren't really sure if it was really we were Big Boss or if we were Solid Snake or what the hell was going on. But it's perfect. You got the best rogues gallery of any Metal Gear game. The Cobra unit is amazing, you know, and, and the boss turning on you from the beginning. I mean, I, I could I could do a whole. I mean, we're almost at two hours here. I could do a whole two hour podcast just talking about Metal Gear Solid Three. Um, the the fights with the bosses from the end to the sorrow. And and as confusing as that, that just blew my mind the first time. I was like, I don't know what to do. Oh, wait a minute. I've got that revival pill, don't I? Um, it, it's just the best Metal Gear Solid story ever told. It It's video game perfection to me. It's Kojima's... It, it's it, there, it, Nothing will ever top that game in my mind. Um, I would have loved to see a remake of that in the Fox engine from Kojima. From Kojima. I don't want to see Konami do it without his input. They can, they can go kick rocks. Um, and and the pacing too. When you think about the ladder, like you just get done with this crazy boss and fight, the Snake and then, Eater song, and then Snake Eater playing. That song. And it, I remember when I first heard it, like for the trailers and stuff, I was like, "This is like really corny, James Bond." But that's kind of the point. And it was right. like, "Oh, it's just so perfect." And you're going up that ladder for three minutes. You're crawling. You're you're climbing up this it's stupid ladder, but long you get ladder. you get time to reflect and like, "Whoa, okay, I've gone through a lot, and then I think this is what's going to happen." And there's just so many nice, just cinematic moments and everything that the game is just perfect to me, and I don't know that anything will ever knock that off the pedestal. I thought the one game that could was MGS5, and then it, it did let me down a little bit. Just, I mean, it's still a 10 out of 10 to me, um, but Metal Gear Solid 3 is an 11 out of 10, so yeah. not to be cliche. Sean, number one. All right, number one. Um, I think it's been a number one on... Many. Other people's all-time video game lists, so no big surprise here. But uh, if you've kind of been keeping track of the types of video games I've had on here, this will be no shock to you. Um, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Um, I won't even say the 3DS version. Uh, I'll go the original one. Um, have you played the 3DS version? Yeah, I okay. have it. It's the gra- the graphics are a little crisper and cleaner, right. but Ultimately, I think it plays better on the big screen. Um, I think all non-top-down Zelda should be played on a big screen. Um, this is why I got a Nintendo 64. There's plenty of other great games, um, but in the end, I I needed to get an N64 so I could play this game. Um, it was... As much as I thought the original Zelda was perfection, and then I went on to think Link to the Past was perfection. I think this truly was perfection. Um, Majora's Mask was solid, not great. Um, Twilight Princess was good. I think the playing as the wolf thing was a little overdone. I just want to play as Link. I don't care about the wolf. That's what I worry about. Um, Skyward Sword is a beautiful game, but it just seemed too, I don't know, all, all the stupid motion controls. 
Yeah, it is, but I'm not even worried about that. The, okay. My issue with Skyward Sword, another one I think you should play, um, but it just seemed like it was not as open as previous Zeldas. There's the three main areas you play in, but they weren't connected at all. You had to go back to the hub. I don't even remember what it was called. Sky, Skyland, Sky Village. I don't remember what it was called. <laughs> the place in the sky. And then you had to just parachute down to one of the three worlds and it just seemed too disconnected for me um ocarina was perfect um it obviously took a page out of link to the past and instead of light world and dark world you had young link old link um i I don't know i don't really know what to say um it was perfect i've literally beaten the game probably double digits at least 10 11 times now um I've beaten it. I've 100% of the game. I've gotten all the heart pieces, all the items, all the the bugs you have to collect, all the I've gotten the skulltulas, is that? Yeah, the skulltulas. I've gotten the the cow in your house that you can go and get like unlimited milk from. I've I've done it all. I've beaten the game without dying. I've I've played the game enough to where I think I've essentially mastered it. Um for a while there I was obsessed with all of the online rumors about how there's some way that you can find and get the Triforce in the game. And I read all these things online about some glitches you could use to get to some areas you shouldn't be able to get to and eventually find the Triforce. And they were all not true. It's not in the game. If it's in the game, it's not meant to be in the game. Maybe it was planned and it's still in the coding somewhere, but you can't get the Triforce. Um, but it, it kept me occupied for a while. But um, as I mentioned earlier, every time I play through the game, I dread getting to the Water Temple. But as I've played through it more and more, it's it's really not that bad. Um, I know it's notorious for just being that one level that everybody hates. But in any game I've played, I, I just dread any water swimming parts. It's always my least favorite part, no matter what. So... Obviously, the Water Temple is my least favorite part of the game, but in the end, it's it's really not that bad. Um, and, you know, it's it's the classic Zelda game. You end up fighting Ganon at the end, not one of these other second-tier bad guys. And I don't know, To me, it's, it's perfection, and they can remake that game as many times as they want, and I will keep buying it, and I will keep beating it, and... I'll probably, once I dig out my 3DS, now that I'm talking about it, I will probably <laughs> play through it and beat it one more time. So, uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, my number one game of all time. So there you have it, folks. Our top ten favorite games of all time. And like we both said, we did. And I, I think I had beat Metal Gear probably 10, 11 times or something. Um, so it's probably like the same as we've done with that. And we both think our number one game pretty much is perfect. Yeah. Um, which makes sense. I think a lot of people probably think that with, with their own lists. Um, well, this has been fun. This has been a really long podcast. Sure We're has. not done. Um, you want to play a little 20 questions before we get out of here? Let's do it. All right. I'll go first. I'll be the, the sacrificial lamb. You're guessing? I'll guess first, yeah. Okay. Um, got my game right here. Let's do it. <clears throat> Just in case, let me yeah. Go Wikipedia. Pull up Wikipedia. In case I'm, you I'm nervous about this one. All right. Did the game come out before January first, two thousand? Yes, it did. Did it come out before January first, nineteen ninety? 
No, it did not. I almost said 1900. That would have been very confusing. It's not that old. Is this a cartridge-based game? Yes. Is this a 16-bit game? Yes. Is it a multi-platform game? Did it come out on both the Genesis and the Super Nintendo is what I should say. If that is your question, no, it did not. Well, that means it came out on something else. God, I've already burned five questions. Um, this is going to be bad. I'm going to lose. Did uh, I will help you out a little bit and say that you would think of this as only being on one system. It came out on multiple, but one system is what you would think of. Is that one system the Genesis? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. That's six questions. I was on multiple, came out on both. You don't play as a worm, because we did that one already. Well, that was referring to one. Maybe this is No, two. you wouldn't do that. Do you, no. <laughs> do you do you play as a human? No. Okay. Don't play as a human. It's known for being on the Genesis, although it did appear on both systems at some point. Is this a trying to think is this a platforming game yes hmm don't play as a human it's a platforming game oh do you play as a feline a cat no okay oh I know what you're thinking I was thinking Bubsy yeah oh no cause that oh is this a sequel no. Okay. Rocket Knight only came out on Genesis. Okay. Okay. I'm just not Rocket. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. So I was thinking Sparkster. Um. Disc based. No, nope. it's not disc based. <laughs> Cartridge based. You don't play as a human. It's a platformer. What the. Heck, what platforming games are there? Came out on the Genesis. Did we own this game? I'm pretty sure we did not. But it is a game you know. Is it a franchise that is still around today? That games are still being made for today? Hmm. I would say the main character is still in games today yes what the hell is a sonic do you play as a hedgehog you do not oh crap (laughs) (laughs) that just eliminated like 15 games so that was a good question that was 13 13. hmm platforming game cartridge based what the heck was a platform that came out on Genesis and Super Nintendo, but mostly Gen? No, I never said it came out on Super Nintendo. I just said it was on more than one system. But mostly known for the Genesis, as we've already covered. But we did say it was a 16-bit game. Yes. So it's not the Game Gear. No. Um, that was not a question, by the way. I was just talking. Yeah. Um, platforming, don't play as a human. 
you don't play as a hedgehog. You don't play as a cat. I'm going to lose this. Was it an arcade game? No. Is it a licensed game? Meaning, was it based on pre-existing characters? Yes. Well, you don't play it. Now, I said feline. You did. Okay. Does that... Did you interpret that to mean cat? Cat. Yes. I won't count that as a question. But yes. I interpreted that question as, do you play as a cat? And the answer is no. Any kind of cat. Okay. Okay. That's what I meant. Okay. Not just a domestic cat. No lions. Not the Lion King either. No. Wait a minute. Oh, no, you don't play as a human. At all, you don't play as a human. So it can't be Jurassic Park, where you play as a raptor. Correct. Um, It's not Rocket Knight. It's not a sequel, so it's not Sparkster. Those aren't really platformers anyways. What what was I already forgot? Because I got so wrapped up in in the licensed character thing. It was a character that existed before this game. Okay. Oh wait a minute. Do you, do you play as a mouse? Yes, you do. Okay. All right. Thank God. Okay. Um, I think you got it now. Was this the f- first game on the Genesis? Uh, hold up. Was this the first? game in this like series as far as i know yes is it castle of illusion yes it is oh thank you you nailed it with that mouse one i was starting to think you were gonna get it but now okay so what did you castle of illusion wasn't out on anything else was it it was out on oh are you gonna say the remake it it actually came out on game gear in 1991 which i had no idea and then it came out on Saturn. Oh, that was only in Japan. It came out on Saturn in 98. And now there's the there's iPhone the, version. But Well, there's an HD version on uh, PS3 also. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is pretty fun. It's not as good as the DuckTales no. movie, but Oh, yeah. No. Oh, God, that was, that was stressful. Good. I can't believe I got that. All right, I might have stumped you with this one, but we'll see. All right. Um, did it come out before January 1st, 2000? Yes. Is it a 16-bit game? No. Okay. Did we own this game? Yes. So it's probably Nintendo. Um, we owned it. Okay. Not 16-bit, though. Is it a platformer? No. Is it... Hmm. An action game? No, it, it, it's not what I would think of as an action. No, it's not an action game. It's not an action game. There's action in the game, but it's not an action game. That's do five. You, do you play as a human? Oh, let's see here. You have to look this up. Um. Hmm. No, wait, no, that was not intended. I don't. I don't know that it's. I. I think so. I, I won't count it. I. I well. 
Steelers. I'm pretty sure you do. Yes. I, I think you do. Okay. If that wasn't confusing <laughs> enough. Uh, wait, what did you say to the action game? There's it's an not action an action game. It's not an action game. Like, I think of an action game as, uh, like, Gunstar Heroes or something like that. Or Contra. It's not an action game. Are you in control of a, like, vehicle at some points? Yes. Hmm. I think I know what this is. And I, if it's what I think it is, I was thinking about using this as my 20 questions game at one point. Good, because I don't know how I would have ever got to it. Well, no, I would have got to it. Um, You're going a roundabout way to get there. Is the title of the game a two-word title? No. Well, there goes that. <laughs> so what did you think it was? I was thinking it was Master Blaster. Oh, God, no. No, no, no. Okay. But we own that, right? I don't remember if we did. I think we did. Well, okay. Now i got to rethink everything. We so did own it. You know it was before 2000. Right. We owned it. It's not an action game. The NES, not action, but there's action. Nobody said you You came up with NES. I will just say that. I never said it was on the NES. Was like, it oh, on NES? NES? No. That's nine. What else do we own? Wait, what did I ask about? You didn't ask 1990. Oh, you said, but what did I ask about graphics? 16-bit. And you said no. Right. Is it 32-bit? I would consider it 32-bit. I don't know for sure that that's what it was. Was it on 32X? No. What in the... We owned it. Mm-hmm. You're forgetting a piece of equipment that was oh, in our house. Was it... <laughs> You're forgetting. It, it it might not have actually. Never mind. Was it on the computer? Yes. Was that twelve or That's seven? Twelve. That's twelve. God. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait. Thirty-two bit. Um. Okay. Not action, but there's action. Oh. Okay. Does the game take place in space? Yes. Shit. Okay. Um, would you say it's more of a first-person game? Yes. Okay. 14. I think I know what it is. I was way off with Master Blaster. <laughs> you were way off. <laughs> um, was there a sequel? Yes. Did we own the sequel? I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure we did, too. Um... Did it involve blowing something up and then escaping? Like in a level? I don't remember. I feel like you would remember that. Maybe I'm wrong again. I think so. I think that might have been like every level. But I'm not going to count it. I'm not going to count it. So you're still at 16. Are you in a spaceship kind of thing? Yes. Okay. Is it Descent? It is. Was that 18? That was was 18, 17, 17, and then you guessed it. So. Not only that, but when I looked it up on Wikipedia, on April... This is freaking awesome. I had no idea. And this is not why I picked it. 
On April 10, 2015, a prequel titled Descent Underground was successfully funded on Kickstarter, raising over $600,000 to bring Descent back to the PC with release expected in March 2016. That is freaking awesome. Now, see, that's a game that I want to go back and play, but I have no idea how to. It's not like an emulator where you can just download an emulator, download a ROM, plug in a controller, and go. This is like DOS-based... Yeah, it was a DOS mm-hmm. game. That's what I was saying. Okay, so this three and a like, half inch flop, right? Or was it on CD? It may, it was that was on a CD. CDs. No, that was on a CD. It was ninety. But I don't know how you go back and I want to find this game and They've play it. They've got emulators for it. I'm sure they do. Really? I would think so. But that's why, like, wouldn't you consider that a 32 bit game? That's why I'm like, when it's a computer, it certainly wasn't 16. It wasn't 16. And if it's not 16, it's 32. And it but came out. It did come out it's not on 64. And it came out in the original PlayStation also, which I had forgotten. So that's oh, I, like, I didn't okay, know then, that. Yeah, it's 32 okay. bit. So. Wow. wow, we both passed. We were both yeah. nervous as hell for that this week, tough. but we did good. Folks, wow. Whew. We're at right. uh, over two hours and seven minutes now, so if you're still with us, yeah, thanks for we really, with us. Uh, really appreciate it. This is a podcast we really wanted to do. We thought this one would be a lot of fun. We, we love video games. We wanted to talk about all these games that have meant so much to us. Um, appreciate you listening to it if you did. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, we did change our Twitter handle, so it's a little bit easier now. It's two-player underscore co-op. That's the number two, player underscore C-O-O-P. You can find me at KevinWhite24. Uh, Sean, he's just... Still not on Twitter. Well, I'm on Twitter, but he's there, but he doesn't really count. Yeah, just tweet me at the two-player co-op if you really want to. If you could, please go ahead, download this. Um, well, you've, you're listening to it. so. But make sure you subscribe to us. Give us some reviews um, on iTunes. That, that really means a lot to us. If you could, share it with your friends. Uh, we're looking into possibly getting on some other podcast services right now. Um, but right now, it, it's still just on iTunes. That may change in the future. Um, but as of right now, yeah, we're, uh, we're on iTunes. And that's it for Episode 3. Really appreciate you all hanging with us. And uh, hopefully we'll be back for Episode 4. Sean, take us out. See you then. Thanks for playing.